Welcome to Reviews by Jay, the podcast bringing you weekly reviews of the latest screen and musicals in Australia, as well as everything you need to know about film, television and musical theatre. I'm pop culture enthusiast Jay Antonio. Let's get started. Well, good afternoon, good morning, good evening. Hello, everyone. This is Jay Antonio here. Welcome to another episode of Reviews by Jay. Today, we are talking all things Sex in the City. Let's recap the latest season and just like that. Now, the first two episodes, of course, were we covered off two movies. And I wanted to start this one by covering off a television show. And I know a lot of you have and haven't seen and just like that. And let's talk about why you should or shouldn't watch the show. It's review time. Let's take a little journey back in time, because when I was younger, Sex and the City came out and it took the world by storm. We all know the story of the four girls from New York City, where the fifth character was New York itself. And you know what? Everyone fell in love with it back in the day. I think, honestly, it was probably one of the best shows that HBO ever put out. And I think when you hear that HBO chime, you think of two shows. Number one is Sex and the City, and number two is Game of Thrones. So I think the iconic status of this show has certainly led this reboot or I guess entirely new season to be, I don't want to say well received, but as received as it actually is. Now, of course, there was two spin-off movies, Sex and the City and Sex and the City 2. And of course, The Carrie Diaries, the spin-off show, which wasn't technically connected to the series, but certainly was a part of Candace Bushnell's original book. So for a little bit of background, the girls took a hiatus after the second filming. Allegedly, there was supposed to be a third movie, but the, again, the iconic, incomparable Samantha, otherwise known as the stunning Kim Cattrall, she did not want to return for a third movie. And again, I'm going to use the word allegedly because they couldn't equalize the pay. Now, in my opinion, opinion, all four of those girls should have been on the same salary. I understand it's Sarah Jessica Parker's show. Technically, she's the main character. But when you've got an ensemble as incredible as that, if one girl doesn't return for whatever reason, then you don't have a show. And I think personally, that's exactly where this show has fallen flat. So I mentioned in the Scream Review podcast episode that I did a little while back that this particular show, and if you listen to that, you would have heard me have some strong opinions on this show. But let me just tell you, nothing has changed from that opinion that I had back then to the opinion that I have now. And to be honest, I think a lot of it stems from the fact that Samantha is no longer in this show. Now, they have acknowledged her in the show. And according to the girls, they, you know, they kept her character alive. They kept her involved. But... You know, one-line text messages and just the fact that she would abandon her friends and move across the the globe just doesn't sit right with me. Something just... It doesn't sit right. So, let's jump straight on into the first episode. And I'm going to put a spoiler warning right here. Because the first episode has what is probably the biggest cliffhanger in the entire series. And when I say cliffhanger, I mean dramatic event. Time to rate that film. So... Without further ado, let's get this big story underway. Alrighty, folks. So, we open up, and just like that, in a cafe, and it's very reminiscent of the original series. It actually feels quite like the original series, and I personally really enjoy this, but I do have a few friends who really didn't care for this and thought it was a little bit too extra. But, you know, if you've watched the show, I feel like the girls are an extra friend group. They're very just you know, a little bit out there and a little bit quirky. And I kind of like that about them. Now, this show starts with basically, boom, straight into where Samantha is. She moved to London. Carrie made some interesting decisions, apparently, in the show with regard to no longer writing books because people didn't read books anymore. 
Instead, she's now on a podcast and apparently Samantha didn't want anything to do with that, got fed up and left. Now, uh, let's just cut the... I really want to swear, so I'm going to. I'm sorry, mum and dad, because I know you listen to this. But let's cut the bullshit. Samantha would absolutely not have moved for just that. So there's clearly an underlying issue, or maybe they just thought she was over it. But Samantha was all for latest groundbreaking technologies in terms of, you know, making money. So as long as there was money involved, especially for Carrie and to help her friends out, there's no way she would have left because Carrie decided to stop writing books and instead moved to podcasts. Podcasts isn't a huge jump from being an agent for an actor. I mean, clearly it's different mediums, but at the same time, I mean, it's your friend. So even if you didn't specialize in podcasts, you absolutely would have found someone that could assist or given it a whack yourself because I feel like that's just what friends do. I know my friends really helped me promote my podcast, so I don't understand why Samantha wouldn't have done the same. Even if there was no money involved, she still loved Carrie. And that's just my, you know, my take on that. And I feel like a lot of people agree with that. So straight off the bat, Samantha is not in the series. She is mentioned a few times, but certainly the presence is incredibly, you know, missing really. That the, the big piece of this, the show is missing because the one of the main characters and arguably the funny character, the comedic character isn't there. I think going into the show, you need to be aware that it is a different show. It's not the same show. It's funny in some parts, cringe in other parts, and we'll talk about that later. But overall, the vibe of the show is incredibly different than the original show. So don't go in expecting Sex in the City when you watch and just like that. All right, let's talk about John, a.k.a. Big, and the Peloton incident. Now, if you know me, you know I don't really like exercise. It's not a freaking secret. I just don't care for it. So, naturally, when I see someone have a heart attack, (laughs) it sounds so weird to say, on a Peloton, even though it's not related to the Peloton, I mean, you know, it probably did help get his heart rate up and maybe it made him live longer according to doctors but you never know i just don't want to see someone get off a peloton and then die so yep the big event big dies oh and i remember watching it with my bestie and i just looked at his face as it happened And he just started sobbing. And to be honest, I felt the same way because Big was just an integral part of the show. And I think just to kill him off like that was just really, it was actually really intense in all honesty. I I wouldn't have minded seeing a few episodes um, with him. But according to the producer and the writer, I think they've hit it right on the head when they said, we've found love. The original series and movies found love. But what happens when you lose that love? Is it better to have loved and lost or not to have loved at all? So that's the premise for this show. And I think the show does an interesting job at addressing that because I just have a lot of mixed feelings about it. Because when you think about that and then you think about, again, this is still in the spoiler area. So when you think about what happens to to Carrie and then what happens to Steve I just have no words to describe that because for starters, I understand why you would want, in this case, Miranda to experiment and to sort of live outside of her comfort zone. But number one, they made everyone in the show act as if they're 90 years old. Miranda and Steve sat down having ice cream, watching television, unable to hear without their hearing aids, well, in Steve's case. 
every single day and every single time we saw them, they were just struggling like they were a hundred years old. Because why, when you hit 50, does life stop? I don't know one 50 year old who just acts as if they're about to die every second of the day. Do you? Because if you do, this show might be for you. But if you know people who hit 50 and then hit their best error ever, then this show is going to make you really angry because it made me really angry because of, you know, the case that Miranda's putting out there that she doesn't want to grow old sitting on a couch and she doesn't want to be with the person that she's not meant to be with. I'm really, really sorry. This is my first big issue with this show. You have ruined the character of Miranda. Now, I understand why you need to include more inclusive characters and, you know, more equality in your characters. But do you need to destroy the sanctity of one character and their marriage and their relationship with their family to do that? I truly don't think you needed to do that. I actually think Steve and Miranda had one of the more stable relationships on the show. Because if you think back to the movie... When Steve cheated on Miranda, she went ballistic. She went apeshit. She lost her freaking mind. Thinking about that to the fact that then Miranda was so keen to go and cheat on Steve. I don't even, I don't have words for that. I just don't. You've ruined that character. And if that wasn't enough, thinking back to the television show, if you ever watched Sex and the City, you would know that Miranda was on the precipice of technology. She, remember the TiVo thing? That went on for ages. She was obsessed with this TiVo platform, which is essentially for those in Australia, it's like Foxtel IQ. When it first came out, it was game changing. It was groundbreaking in technology. It just hadn't been done before. You couldn't pause and rewind live television. It just was this new incredible thing. She was obsessed with TiVo. Go toward the TiVo light. And then to not be able to carry a Kindle but instead want the smell of old books while you cart them around and complain about your age and drop them everywhere and struggle with life and technology. And who are you? Who are you? Can we just take a second to talk about who you are? Because I don't recognize you. You're not Miranda. You know who you are. You are Cynthia Nixon. And I know that sounds really intense, right? But I'm pretty sure the character of Miranda is no longer Miranda, but instead Cynthia Nixon, the wonderful, incredible actress who plays Miranda. I feel like if that were the case, she would panic. She would talk to the girls before she did anything, not like after (laughs) having sex in Carrie's kitchen with Carrie in the bedroom, making what can only be described as... (sighs) I don't have words, but let me just tell you, I was really traumatized when that happened. It was traumatic for me to watch that. It was traumatic for me to watch that, not because of what they were doing, of course. Go for your life, sis. But if my friend, any one of my friends, did that in my kitchen while I was in bed, sick, unable to move in bed, needing to go to the bathroom... They would not be my friend anymore. I would cut them so fast because that is the utmost disrespectful thing someone could do. Now, 
Uh, not to get too weirdly personal here, but this has actually happened to me and I didn't react very well to it because, you know, it's disrespectful. And mind you, we worked it out. We talked through it. We, you know, we agreed. It's not going to happen again. Carrie, inevitably in that scene, couldn't get to the bathroom in time. So what do you think happened when she couldn't get to the bathroom in time? Mm hmm. Yeah. Exactly what you think happened, happened. Now, I feel like I'm just personally attacking this, but you know what? I kind of am because I'm so disappointed with this show. You have no idea how disappointed I am with this show. I wanted to love it. I was so excited when I heard it was coming back. You have no idea how excited I was. Now, I I openly knew Kim Cattrall was not returning. She didn't want to. She'd had a feud with the girls and that's fine. You know what? People grow apart. But if there was money involved, all the more reason for you not to speak to someone, right? Anyway, so I knew what I was getting into going to the show. I'm just utterly disappointed with the entire show as a whole. I feel like it they had it, look, it had its moments. It really truly did. And Seema, the character of Seema is fantastic and honestly, I think the best new character. Do not get me started on Shay Diaz. I am not going to talk about her any more than what I'm saying now. But let me just tell you, there would have been a much better way to introduce an incredible non-binary character into this show other than the podcast, the comedy show, the kitchen scene. Let's get into the review because I just, I can't keep going. <laughs> Let's do it. Time to rate that film. Alrighty. Let's talk about the review. So, as you know from listening to the other episodes, hopefully, my favourite episode so far, I think, is my Scream episode. I just think it's one of my best. I've only done two, but or three, but it's still my best. So, if you've watched them, you know that we rate on storyline, music, acting, visual effects, and editing. So, let's jump straight in with the storyline. When I read that the producers had that the line or the, the the phrase, it's better to have loved than lost than not to have loved at all, I was sold. I was like, yes, what a brilliant storyline. I actually love that storyline. I think that's going to be fantastic. And then oh, what they came out with was unfortunately not as good as what the premise was originally promised to be. So the overarching arc of everybody's storylines was interesting to say the least. I think, honestly, Charlotte came out the best, except for maybe the bathroom scene with her and Harry and the kid. Because, first of all, what the hell was that prosthetic? And we'll talk about that in visual effects, because I think we need to. What they did to Samantha's character, I think they personally should have gone... If it, look, okay, if it was me, rather than Samantha being written out into London, I actually probably would have killed her character off. And had the girls deal with what to do when you lose your your life partner, your best friend. I think that that would have been an incredible storyline. Not that I would want Samantha to be killed off in any way, shape or form. I love Samantha. She is my favorite character. But wouldn't that have been an interesting story? I think, I think there were some choices made with this storyline and this plot and this entire series really that were questionable. And that is unfortunately why it is giving a four out of ten for me. That's the lowest score I've given for a storyline. And unfortunately, I feel like this podcast episode is going to be quite sad in the long run because we're going to talk a lot about that. Now, let's move on to music. Now, you all know I love soundtrack music. It's a I, Just for your reference, I guess, so you understand where I'm from and how I operate, I listen to soundtrack music for fun. 
When I'm driving, I put it on. Do not ask me how many times I listen to the Greatest Showman soundtrack. Do not ask me how many times I've listened to the Encanto soundtrack. Do not ask me how many times I have listened to the Jurassic World soundtrack. Too many times. So I love music. This was no exception. The orchestral pieces that they had for this show, the soundtrack pieces, they were really good. They brought back familiar themes from the movies from the show that we love to see. More so specifically from the movie, the show didn't use as much music. It was more just like, I guess, kind of pop music if they had to, a little bit of soundtrack music every now and then. But the movies had a, had a fair bit, obviously, because they were a movie needed a soundtrack. So this borrowed a lot of their their sounds and a lot of their themes came through and I really enjoyed it. So for the soundtrack, I'm giving it a, a solid seven. I think it's good. I think they could have incorporated more, but I think it's good. All right, let's talk about acting. Ugh, do I need to talk about acting? I guess we have to talk about acting because it's one of my points. So acting. Okay, people, people, please. Carrie is fantastic. Sarah Jessica Parker as Carrie. Fantastic. Didn't miss a beat at all. Not a single beat. Where I'm going to deduct a lot of points is from Rambo's girlfriend, little Miss Shea Diaz. Okay. Side, side note. I love Grey's Anatomy. I have watched every episode of Grey's Anatomy. I love Grey's Anatomy. Do you know which one character I'd never liked in Grey's Anatomy? Can you guess? Kelly Torres. I just... I couldn't ever get around her. I couldn't ever really support her. Live your best life, babe. I absolutely really want you to. Um, can you tell? Like, I don't, I don't even want to be doing this right now. <laughs> but yes, Kelly Torres from Grey's Anatomy is one of my least favorite characters. The musical episode. Can we just ask why? For why? But anyway, so when it was announced that Sarah Ramirez would be moving over to Sex and the City, I... <sighs> I hate to say this, but I had really low expectations. I truly did. And somehow I still came up disappointed. Now, I don't think her acting is bad. Actually, I think it takes a lot of guts to stand up in front of a room full of people and cast and crew and pretend like you're doing a comedy special and act like you're doing a comedy special. Like that is acting. That is hard. I can't imagine that would have been easy at all. Do I believe that she was Shay Diaz? Absolutely, yes. She was good, so technically, technically she nailed it. Funnily enough, I don't necessarily think she was the worst person in the show. I actually have to give that to Charlotte. Now, Charlotte, Charlotte, Charlotte. I really like Kristen Davis, but I just don't know what kind of happened here. I just, it didn't really feel like Charlotte to me. I think some parts did. I think the way that she obsessed over Nicole Ari Parker, Lisa Todd something, the way that she- Lisa Todd Wexley, that's it. LTW, as they said. I think the way she obsessed over her, I think that was very Charlotte. I really quite enjoyed their sort of chemistry that they had on screen. But just overall, I really just- Something about it just felt incredibly forced. And not that I don't think she deserved to be there. She absolutely did. All of them do. I think they all deserve it. It's incredible. I think that was good. But just overall, I, I, it just wasn't believable. Now, my opinion aside- I'm actually going to give the acting a solid six out of 10. I think it was good. I think it left some things to be desired. I think not all of it was fantastic, but a lot of it for the most part was pretty decent. I must, must, must give a strong shout out to Sarita Chowdhury. Now, excuse my pronunciation. I'm so sorry if I butchered your name. I actually think Seema Patel is probably the best new character by far 
in that show. I loved every one of her scenes. She was fantastic. She is fantastic. And if you're going to watch this show and you don't really like anyone else, watch it for her because she, as Seema Patel, loved her. Loved her every second. I wish she was in it from the first episode onward. She comes in a little bit later, but honestly, fantastic. Fantastic. So we love to see it. Now, the effects of the show, you would think there's not that many, but there's actually quite a fair bit used in here, specifically the horrendous CGI of Carrie's new apartment. Thank God it wasn't in there permanently because that was some 2001 bad green screen rubbish. And if you've seen the apartment, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Sex in the City has never really used fake looking sets like that. I don't understand where that came from. I don't know what that was. That was shocking. Now, the other thing that we're going to talk about is Harry's prosthetic, Harry's prosthetic penis. I said it. Well, okay, here we go. We're going to talk about, oh God, we're going to talk about penises, <laughs> prosthetic penises on my podcast. I really never thought we would get here and get here so soon, but here we are. And I, I feel like I'm looking around my apartment right now, waiting for someone to tell me what that was. But sir, sir, that was not a penis. Like that was just not, I mean, it was it? Did anyone else think it looked just like a terrible piece of rubber? Like, I don't even know. (laughs) Oh, so for effects, I'm going to give it a solid five. A five. A five. And you know what did it? Harry's prosthetic penis and the hideous apartment that Carrie moved into with the god-awful background. I don't know what that was, but give me literally anything over that. Anything. Okay, let's move on. Let's move on to the finale, the editing. Overall, the editing was pretty good. (laughs) Just feel like I'm just sitting here. I feel like I've just panned this show. I really have. I'm so sorry. I I, overall, this reviewer's opinion is that the show was bad. It was just it was straight up bad. I can't this it had some redeeming qualities to it, but I've seen a couple of of reviewers that I follow who loved it. Now, what did you love though? Like Anyway, I was talking about editing, so (laughs) editing was probably the best part of it. It did feel like a Sex and the City uh, production, Um, and I guess, you know, to some extent, it really wasn't supposed to be the same, and I've said that a a few times now, but in terms of the editing, it did feel very in line with that, so that'll be the highest point there, I think. I'm going with seven, just the same as the music for the editing. Now, let me do some quick maths. Time for the final score. All right, the grand total out of five, because we know that we add up out of 10 all of my points, and then I do a little, I don't know, is it called a ratio? Can someone, I don't think it's a ratio. I don't know what it's called, but if I've got 47 points or 49 points, that would be a 4.9 out of five. Now, this is not 4.9 out of five. For this, let's recap, shall we? Storyline, I gave it a four out of 10. Music, I gave it a 7 out of 10. Acting, I gave a 6 out of 10, a generous 6 out of 10. Effects, I gave a 5 out of 10. And editing, I gave a 7 out of 10. Do you know what that equals? That's 29. That is 2.9 out of 5. By far the lowest score of my reviews. So, I think 3 out of 5 is sitting on the fence a little bit. I would personally, if it was just out of me and I was trying to give you a rating, I'd probably say 2 out of 5. But because we're doing this the mathematical way, it is 2.9. I'm not rounding it up. It's 2.9 out of 5. (laughs) So, if you have nothing better to do, I would suggest you go and watch this show. But my personal opinion of this show is that it is not very good. 
Trust me, when I review Love Me, the binge original show, I guarantee you it will be a much higher score than this. I loved Love Me. So if you're in the mood for something a little bit risky, a little bit relationshipy with a touch of humor, but a lot of, you know, serious points to focus on, go and watch Love Me on Binge. So to recap, 2.9 out of 5 for And Just Like That. Do I think you should go and watch it now? Sure. Go check it out. If you get past the second episode or maybe the third episode, let me know. Let me know what you thought, but let me just tell you, you're in for some cringy moments, some incredibly cringy moments. They're not funny, they are cringy. And that's the problem with this show. If you got this far, thank you so much for listening. I am Jay Antonio. This is Reviews by Jay, and I will be back next time to speak about another show. I don't know what I'm talking about this yet. I don't know what I'm talking about yet, but I will be talking about something. So enjoy the rest of your day, and I hope you have a blessed rest of your week. Thanks so much for listening to Reviews by Jay. I'm pop culture enthusiast Jay Antonio. Find me weekly on Spotify every Monday by searching Reviews by Jay for the latest in film, television, and musical theatre reviews. Check out my Instagram at Reviews by Jay. I am absolutely happy to take requests for movies and let me know what you guys want to see and hear. Thanks so much. Have a fantastic rest of your week and I will see you on Monday. Bye.